Welcome to the Toka Backstage Podcast. Join Toka's Executive Director, Chris Wolf, in conversations with the artists and people behind the scenes of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation's performances and events. Uh, hello, and welcome back to Toka Backstage. This is Christian Wolf, Executive Director of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation. I am pleased and honored to have Noel Gallen here uh, from the upcoming Call of the Wild, which will be on Saturday, January 26th of 2019 at 2 and 5 p.m. at the Armstrong Theater. Noel, it's an honor to talk to you. Thank you so much for making the time. Thank you, Christian. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, so tell me, where did the idea come from to try and bring, I mean, this is a pretty ambitious project to take this tremendous story and bring it, not only bring it to stage, but bring it to stage with just you on stage. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when I was a, a kid, this was my favorite book actually. And, uh, I got into theater reading books out loud. So I was reading this story out loud in my room and my mom was knocking on the door asking what's going on in there. Um, so when we thought about what story would work for not young, young people, but people at a, a kind of a crossroads when we think of middle schoolers. Um, so we were thinking about what story is going to inspire them and challenge them and scare them and make them laugh and make them cry. I immediately went to Call of the Wild. And um, in telling the story, we wanted to keep it simple and really focus on the story and the experience that you have when you read the book. And I think what's important when you're reading that book is you use your imagination. So when it's just me and you have to imagine all the dogs and all the characters, and all the places we go, I think the audience um, participates in, in a more active way than if we gave them everything, you know. Well, and I, I, I know that, like, you do use some projections, but it, it really, it, you're right, it, it does seem like it's more of just sort of a guidance as opposed to uh, in your face, here's what you're looking at. So, you, so people do have to use their imagination, which I think is brilliant. So, but I'm curious, you, you, did pick, you did pick sort of the hardest um, group to try to entertain, which is middle schoolers, because with young kids, it's easy. You just do a lot of flash and jumping around and loud music. Um, high school, it's a little more cerebral, but with yeah. middle schools, it's a really tough tart. Why that age? What made you pick that, those, that group? You know... And I thought the same thing going in that, wow, this is going to be hard. But you know what? It's been great. They love it. They latch onto it immediately. And I think part of it is uh, the center piece of this story is a dog. And there's something about uh, Buck that um, these kids really empathize with. And um, they're not high schoolers yet. They're, um, at that crossroads where they're looking for what they care about, what they want to do, um, what they're into. And, and it's really special to see them light up when they experience this story. And a lot of them have been on stage already. 
and I and I think it helps them realize, wow, I can do this. This is a path I can go on. And you know, the story itself really challenges them. And I think they're surprised by that. That wow, this is scary, or wow, it's violent. Or um what did he just say what I thought he said? You know. So right. I, I think that helps them kind of loosen up and listen and have fun. So besides being on stage, what, what did you, were you involved in the entire process of building this show? I was, yeah. So four years ago, we um, decided to take this on. So we took a year and uh, adapted the story, adapted the book, and had to decide what parts of the story we wanted to focus on. And uh, we did a workshop presentation for about 600 kids um, and show them half of it. And I got a lot of interesting feedback, mostly which was, we want more, more dog acting, you know, which I thought going in with middle schoolers that that would be too silly, you know, but they wanted that because they want to, they want to latch on to Buck and his story. So I have to give that to them. And so, um, so then we took another year and did the second half and premiered it in Austin two years ago. And, uh, um, and we've been to 15 cities over the last two years. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and it's developed in so many ways. I mean, I play, I think I play 35 characters. It's pretty amazing. So, yeah. um, uh, but it's been great. I have, I've had kids howling all over the country. <laughs> Literally, right? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, so uh, growing up as a, as a kid yourself, did you, did you find your inspiration in middle school to become an actor or? Uh, you know, it came later, but looking back, I was acting at home, reading these books out loud. For some reason, I, I went that way. I had an instinct for reading things out loud because I got into the story more that way. But I wasn't in my first play until a senior in high school. Um, and, uh, and something, it kind of lit a spark in me and, you know. There's something about being on that tightrope when you're on stage that's really exciting to me. <laughs> well, and especially being out there by yourself, I imagine that's got to be quite the, the journey. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, and I tell the kids, you know what, I'm not here by myself because they're here with me. And, right. And, um, because this is the type of show where I see them and I let them know that I see them and I literally am telling them the story. So I really actually don't feel alone because I'm telling the story to those kids. It feels like they're around the campfire. Yeah. And I, and I noticed that um, from what I've seen of the show that, that it does it, the, your persona when you come out on stage and talk to them originally is, is really, it, it really is like, Hey, I want to tell you this story, listen close. And, and the way you come off is kind of people, you, you, I could, I can envision kids leaning in, listening, yep. going, "What's he going to say?" Yep, and you, and it's funny. They think at first they think, "Oh, he's going to sit there and tell us a story." Oh, okay, great. And then I get up, and then I start acting like these different characters, 
And then the sound effects come in and, and they're like, whoa. And they sort of forget eventually, 40 minutes later, that it was just me the whole time. Now, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, most, most actors will take their, their talent and say, okay, I want to be an actor, so I'm going to pursue this path, which is either Hollywood, commercials, yeah. Broadway, whatever. You chose a very specific path, which is to entertain and educate and enlighten kids. What was the impulse to do that? Well, I've always loved the theater. I've always been drawn to the theater. Um, I've done a couple films, but I, it doesn't feel the same. Uh, there's something about the moment that I and the audience are sharing together that's really special uh, to me. And there's something about stories for kids that I think are special too. And you know what? Kids are the best audience. They, it, they really um, give me goosebumps because they get into stories so much more, I think, than adults. Because um, they can't help it. Um, and and uh, we can create a sense of magic, I think, with kids. Um, and you know what? There's always a new generation of kids. You know, I, I don't see why we can't tell this story for 10 more years, because there's always a new generation of kids who need to experience it. Well, and heck with 10 years, you could just do this forever because you're right. I mean, every year there's a new set of, it, it's, it is interesting that, I mean, every year there's a new group of kids entering middle school or high school or whatever. And all the stuff that you've, I mean, they, they haven't seen this show. So it'll yeah. always be new to somebody. And this is something we thought about. You know, we were intentional in thinking about this story, that this is part of the canon. This is what they read. Right. So we were, you know, that, that was important to us too. And in our model, a sustainable model for us was we need to find the right story that they're reading in school so that the teachers are interested too. And you know what? The teachers love it too. It's amazing. Well, that's that's great. And then, so um, do you have projects lined up in the to beyond Call of the Wild that you you want to do? We do. We are doing the next one right now. I'm directing the next one right now. Um, it's a musical adaptation of Hansel and Gretel. Interesting. Yeah, for the same age group. Um, it's a little bit of a bigger show, so it's three actors uh, with a live cellist and a live guitarist and one screen. So um, similar aesthetic, a little bit bigger, um, but still focusing on a classic story uh, that we all know uh, that we're telling a little bit differently. So we're calling it Gretel um, because I, just as Call of the Wild is the quintessential man story, um, I wanted to find the quintessential woman story. So we're calling it Gretel. And we're, we're kind of turning Hansel and Gretel into um, a woman adventure. So uh, we're going to be premiering that in Austin in January. Awesome. And so do you, do, um, it's interesting because I, I, I personally, when you said Hansel and Gretel, 
and it was geared to the same age group, I would have thought it would be for a younger age group just by the, the title. But what yeah. you're saying is it almost sounds like you're adding, I'm maybe reading into it, but it sounds like you're adding a sort of a Me Too or a you know, women empowerment concept to it. Yeah, well, yeah, I want, I want young people to also know that girls can be the lead in an adventure too. Um, you know, we, when a woman shows up in Call of the Wild, everyone is surprised, right? Because that's a world full of men. Right. And, and so it's important to me to show not only young girls, but young boys too, that girls can be the leader of an adventure. And um, we're also going to make it scary. So I'm excited about that. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you know, middle schoolers want to be scared. Yeah, that, there is. The, I, I I would agree with you that I I, I think within limits. Right, I think that oh, yeah, yeah. most of those scary movies seem to be geared towards the the middle school, high school age kids. Um, so, is there a project that you besides the these two that you're working on that you've just been dying to do? Well, you know what, I'm thinking about the next one, which is uh, uh, Wind in the Willows. Wow. Yeah, so that we're working right now to adapt that, you know, if Call the Wild decides to stop or if I decide to have someone else do Call the Wild, then I'm doing Wind in the Willows next as a one-man show. Um, so we're working on adapting that right now, which is quite a task, but uh, sort of the same format as Call of the Wild, three screens, one actor. Um, so, yeah. Do you... Uh, do you... Do you think it's more um, rewarding to do a one-person show versus a, a group show for you personally? Uh, well, rewarding as in um, more money for me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, besides <laughs> the money, I mean, for... I know, for... I know. Um, well, uh, not necessarily, no, I mean... Um, it's more fun because I get to do everything. Yeah, I have a lot more fun. Yeah, I love playing all these different characters and uh, uh, kind of um, turning what the expectations are on their head. I mean, yeah. people don't usually expect just one person to do a classic. So um, it really is fun. And uh, and it's it's a fun challenge to figure out how to make all these characters distinct. And a lot of the kids always ask me that question, like, how do you, how'd you do that? You know? And I always tell them, well, all of these characters, I know them. They're a real person in my life. Well, I'm curious, having been in the theater as long as I have, and probably I'm sure you've been there too, that the one person show oftentimes gets a really bad rap. Because yep. there are as many good sh one person shows, there is probably twice as many bad one person shows. <laughs> For the parent who sees in the brochure, oh, it's a one person show of Call of the Wild, uh, no. What would you? What would your response to that be? How would you address that to somebody who's like, eh, I don't really want to. Um. I know, I get the same, everywhere we go, the crew at the theater, they're like, this is all you got, huh? Okay. 
But then when they experience it, so what would I say? I would say, if you love a good story, if you know this book, and even if you don't, um, come to the theater and really experience the story. Because it may just be one person, but it's an entire theatrical experience. Um, because that's what's great about the theater. It's not just about one person or one element. It's about all the elements. And we really try to combine all of those things. So um, from the sound design, the sound design is amazing. Um, you really get lost in the world of the story and all the dogs and the wolves and the sounds of going to the Yukon. And then the three projections. I mean, talk about a work of art. We hired three different um, artists to work together to bring that to life. Um, and then there's original music. We have a theme song uh, composed by Graham Weber, and uh, we use that throughout the show. So um, it may be a one-man show, but it really is an entire theatrical experience. Yeah, you know, I would agree with you. It's like the production value is really high. The the visuals are stunning. And your portrayal is like spot on for all the characters that you do. It's it really is a joy to watch. And I and I it's it's like I said earlier, people I can see where people will just like lean in from their chairs to to listen and watch what you what you're doing. Um oh. So I, I I would echo your sentiment. I think it's going to be it's it's a great thing. I I also had another question. Darn it! And now I forgot what it was called. Um. So, oh, I know. Um. One of the things that that our organization does, besides you know, present shows, is we try to inspire and 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 um, help up and coming artists. And I'm curious, I find it fascinating that like one person shows or two person shows, they, they don't wait for the opportunity to do something. They sort of create their opportunity. Do you, is that how you sort of feel about your career is that you've sort of created this opportunity for yourself? Absolutely. Um, me and my partner, uh, Jason Tremblay, who adapted and directed this show, we, um, We've been working in the theater scene here in Austin for 10 years. And uh, four years ago, we came together and said, we need to forge our own path. Because, you know, the kind of cycle of um, the theater scene was kind of a stalemate. And so we needed to figure out a model for us and make it happen for us. And um, I've been working with youth uh, for 12 years now. So that was and just being smart about focusing on the youth and the next generation of, of artists. So yes, absolutely. Um, this was an opportunity to forge our own path. Yeah. And, and what would your um, recommendation be to any young actor out there who sees this show and says, well, that's something I want to do. What, what words of encouragement would you give to any young up-and-coming performer? Do it. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, and what I always tell the kids, the secret to acting is having fun. 
That's the secret. Because if you're having fun, you are, uh, your confidence is up. You're into the story. And if you're having fun, the audience will have fun. And then, and then I would suggest, um, when I say go for it, go to school. You know, I um, studied abroad um, with the, the Royal Shakespeare Company. And that um, helped me blossom. And, uh, you know, because I think it's important, especially in the performing arts, to really challenge yourself and not just, like, go to auditions, but really challenge yourself and um, get intensive about your training. Yeah. And kind of, I, I think one person said to me, once you get all that training, then you can forget it but you got to get the training first, you know? So, yeah, I think that's what I would say. Have fun and work hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very wise words to live by for sure. Um, well, I think our, our time is just about up. I want to thank you, Noel, for, for uh, taking the time. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing you in January and presenting your, your show. Um, what, do you, what do you hope people walk away with? What do you hope the kids walk away with after the show is over? A couple things. Um, first would be, wow, theater is awesome. Yay, theater. You know, I want to do it. Or I want to go see more theater. Or, um, hey, mom, let's go see another play. Um, the second thing would be, wow, I want to read that book. Um, even if you've already read it. You know, I had one girl say something amazing, which was, how is the book so confusing and this show was so clear, you know, and I said, great, go read the book. I bet it's going to be more clear. Now. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I, I, it, quite frankly, it's been a while since I've read it. And I actually, um, I'm pulling it out of the garage later to, to, <laughs> to read it again, because it's been a while. But I do thank you and, and uh, really looking forward to seeing you in person in January. All right. Thanks, Christian. Thanks for having me, man. We'll see you soon. All right, thank you so much.